So at our house, we have maybe like in a lot of your houses, we have a lot of nativity scenes. We don't really collect them, but they just seem to multiply a little bit. There's, I think we probably have at least half a dozen. And there's one set that uh, my wife had a kind of a duplicate of. There's a picture of it that I have. You may have this same set. These are ones that you can't really hurt. Okay, so we had a set like this that was kind of down low where the kids could play with it. And Lexi, my daughter, who's, she's 16 now, but when she was about three, something would always happen. We would start finding Jesus everywhere, or Jesus would definitely go missing. Uh, Jesus would be missing. We would search the house. We would be digging under the cushions. We would be searching everywhere, trying to find Jesus. And one time we actually found Jesus in the freezer of her little Barbie, you know, like her little kitchenette set that she had. And so that was kind of famous around our house that Jesus was in the freezer. Um, but if you look at a nativity scene, you know, it's interesting. Where is every eye focused, right? They're, they're looking down. Almost every nativity scene, all of the figures are, are looking at Jesus, right? They're looking down at the child. They're looking at the Savior who has come into the world. And I feel like, you'll, you'll notice in this when I say that, right? Look at the guy at the far right, okay, who's looking up. Now, if you have this set at home, this isn't the complete set. I think this was like a whole village, right? And some of the shepherds were out in the field, and so that's a shepherd that's really not supposed to be in the nativity scene. He's supposed to be out looking up at the angels, you know, out in the field. But for, for my sake, this kind of fits uh, in this scene because I have a feeling sometimes that I miss Jesus at Christmas time. You know, sometimes he's in the freezer. He's not even there. Sometimes I'm like that shepherd. Like, I think if I were in the stable, I mean, if you, have you ever been in a stable have you been in a barn and it smells like hay and manure and it's dirty and dark and cold? I cannot even imagine what it would have been like to be in that place. And it would be so distracting, right? All of those things would be, would be drawing your eye. Maybe the lambs or the cows or whatever, was, the chickens would be making noise and, and distracting you from what is going on. And it would be so easy to do that. And yet, I think, again, with the analogy is we sometimes miss Jesus at Christmas. We have the parties and the presents, and we have our list, and we have our things. And really, as Americans, we're actually kind of enamored with Christmas in general, aren't we? If you look at the marketing of Christmas, even the Christmas playlists, I think the pentatonics are only famous because of Christmas songs that they do. They put out an album like every Christmas. And yet I listen over and over to so many Christmas songs aren't about Jesus at all. They're just about chestnuts roasting on an open fire, right? They're, and I love that song, but they're about the atmosphere of Christmas, right? They're about snow. They're about friends. They're about family. They're about wonderful things that, that we can celebrate. But even those songs, if we focus on those, we can miss Jesus. We can miss him in this season. And I think one of the reasons that it's so easy for us to miss him in this season is for many of us, the Christmas story is just too familiar. We have heard it so many times, 
So many times we've read through these passages and we think about it and we think, okay, so Jesus came and he, he came and he walked here and he became a man and yeah, 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 let's go, let's get on to the, let's get on to the punch and the, and the presence and the party. The God of the universe became a man. Think about that. The gulf between us and him, we could not reach up to him and so he came down to us. He became the perfect prophet revealing who God is to us in the flesh. He was the perfect priest representing us to God the Father. And he became and the perfect king because of the way he humbled himself. He will be exalted above all things. He is the eternal God-man. Let that sink in for a minute. And what he gave us was the greatest gift exchange that you will ever have. The most amazing gift exchange. Look at this verse from 2 Corinthians 5. He says, For our sake, He, and that's God the Father, made Him, that is Jesus. So for our sake, God the Father made Jesus to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. God the Father, it pleased him to make Jesus, who was sinless, perfect, spotless, living forever in eternity with God the Father in perfect harmony. And he made him sin so that we could become the righteousness of God. We give him the gift of our sin and he gives us the gift of his perfect righteousness so that we can have a relationship with God. That is by far the greatest gift of all, the greatest gift exchange that we will ever see. So if you're here today and you're a Christian, my main message to you this tonight is just don't miss Jesus. Don't be paying so much attention to the world, the stable, the, part, the parties, the presence that we miss Jesus during this most amazing time and think about how he became flesh for us. And if you don't know Christ, maybe you're here today with family or friends and you're thinking, and for you, Jesus is in the freezer. He's not even in the picture. He's not even there. Don't leave today without entering into that gift exchange because he can and he is willing to take your sin and your brokenness and all that you are exactly as you are and to give you the gift of his righteousness. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the gift of your son, it is the greatest gift exchange of all time, Lord, that he would give us the gift of his righteousness, his perfection that we cannot earn on our own so that we can have a relationship with God the Father. Lord, because of what he's done, we have access to you. We can pray to you. We can talk to you. We know what it is to have life and have it to the full because of this great gift. So, Lord, help us to see uh, you during this season, that, that the incarnation would not be something that we would um, forget about or gloss over, but that we would contemplate the depths and riches of who you are. In Christ's name, amen.